This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, hello and welcome once again to the Mansfield Matters podcast, the only show on the internet, on your radios, on your TVs, on your phones, on your smartwatches, on your toenails. That's 100% dedicated to Mansfield Town FC, probably. Tonight's show is all about the treatment table because... As you may be able to tell with, with my tone of voice and with Nathan's throughout the show as well, frankly, if we make it through the next hour alive, it's a miracle. We're both ill, uh, so this could be a fun night. Joining myself and Nathan, Cam Felton is back once again for another week. Cam, when was the last time you were ill? A while ago. I've not been yeah. ill for a while. A couple of days so of college I'm, coming I'm for you. Just hide away. <laughs> and also joining us for a second week in succession, Simon Mercer is back uh, once again. Thanks for, for rejoining us. I'm glad we didn't right. cut you off this week. No, uh, no, no, no. When was the last time you had some sick days from work, really? Uh, May. Right, okay, you might have some coming up. <laughs> may or may not get that. a few more. <laughs> Cam's going to get it off Nathan, you're probably going to get it off me. Can't help it, I do apologise. But what more do you want? I've made you a nice cup of tea, I've brought you some of these biscuits, all yeah. the biscuits are available, and Cam's brought you some sweets. And I'm not complaining. So we're all in for We're doing a... after each other. Exactly. Sorry. We're all in for a good night. If you want to get involved on the live podcast, you can do so if you're listening again. Where were you? Every Thursday, 6 o'clock on this Facebook page, we will be live. Get your comments in uh, throughout the show uh, as well. We start as ever, as Nathan dies again in the corner. Get used um, to that. <laughs> definitely, don't get me started because I think I'm going to a fit. Uh, we start as ever with the connection question, which is a, a connection uh, question loosely based on the upcoming opponents for the weekend. This weekend being Swindon. So this weekend's connection question is... <coughs> Which former Stags Loney centre-back is now the assistant manager of Swindon? Nathan, do you think you know the answer? I've not got a clue. Cam, do you think you know? I haven't got a clue. No idea? No. Simon? No, nobody on the panel. This time, this week. <laughs> it's a tough one. Nobody on the panel has got a clue. But if you think you know, uh, let us know it in the comments or you can tweet us at MTFC Matters. Which former Stags Loney centre back is now the assistant manager 
of Swindon. We'll reveal the answer if we remember uh, later on in the show. Also coming up tonight, as well as we talk uh, all about the stags as well, we also do our regular feature. We'll reveal the results of this week's uh, Ultimate Eleven, which... Uh, kind of been stolen somewhere as well we'll talk a little bit about that later on as, as well but also it's uh, round three of 15 to 1 the Mansfield Matters Mastermind Challenge Nathan I'm you are not. in the hot seat I'm not ready for this today I feel like I'm a disadvantage as well because I'm, I'm dying over it but um you can't oh, use that as an excuse. That's oh, a giant. I'm, I'm going to miss before I start, but <laughs> I, I feel like I've got myself a, a good advantage actually. So I did all right with gaining some some uh, seconds, didn't I? Yeah, you certainly have. So I think you've on. actually got minus a minute, so you could if you do well. Minus you might, a minute. Yeah, I've got something bad. Come on, you might be all right. We'll find <laughs> out what happens later in the show. But first and foremost, then uh, let's turn uh, turn our attention uh, to Colchester on Saturday. Right, who wants to rant first? <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like me being ill is not a good idea for me to start having a rant, but uh, Cam? Well, I'm guessing know? that's me volunteer yeah. already then, because Simon didn't go Step and you were dying, but... Yeah. Uh, all I'm going to say <coughs> is that <coughs> the players didn't have any bite to them. They, they did and they didn't. The first 45 minutes, they really should have walked them. Because they were just letting them get back into the game t- towards the end of the half, but it was a it was a decent performance first half, other than conceding the two goals. Because you look at the play, we were playing quite well. We got quite a few chances, couple of spells in the play where we probably should have took the lead, probably got one or two. We could have been easily two, three up at half time. And I think had we have got the goal, I think we probably would have gone on to win it because it, like they didn't have any confidence. No one in the second half really had an effort or really wanted to go for everything all players were they'd given their all at first half and they just looked really tired in the second half and it's, it's one of those yeah. games isn't it where you know I think the main talking point is what Steve Evans said afterwards yeah. we left let, let's be clear about this we left literally as the referee blew his third and final whistle we were out and in the car and back on the motorway before you could you know before you could even bother to boo but there were a selection of supporters who told it how it was and yeah. you know I think they've got every right to in telling the, the players that they simply weren't good enough Steve Evans however Nath wasn't too happy with that and in his post-match <coughs> comments had a little bit of a, of a, of a, a jab didn't he? Yeah I had, and to be fair I, I, I didn't actually expect that because I I feel like um, a manager like like him, who gets stick all of the time wherever he goes. Obviously, normally from opposition fans, um, you think he's quite thick-skinned, isn't he? You, you do it, you wouldn't think it would really bother him. So to have him come out with with comments like that, I thought was quite surprising. Um, I sort of agree with him in a little way, but I also I, I disagree that he went so public with it, and not it wasn't just um, with the Mansfield Town Press that he went public with it. It was with all the papers as well and stuff like that, which I thought it just so it happened that that game was featured as Talksport's game of the day because of the international break as well. So yeah. the comments went across Talksport. It just it just makes it look a bit daft, doesn't it? Like from the outside, if you're looking at us now, it sort of makes us. It looks we're sort of the laughing stock, aren't we? If you look at it in that way, like you know, it looks like we're all falling out. Everything's not good and. All just because of one defeat. It just—I think it's been a bit blown out of proportion and unnecessary. It didn't have to go that way. Simon, what do you make of it? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I, I kind of agree with Nathan there. To be honest, he's he's coming and he's the manager, so he should technically just concentrate on what's happening on the pitch and leave what's happening off the pitch off the pitch with like everybody else. I mean, you know, 
you guys went down there, I, I didn't go, but you work all week, you pay your money, you go down there, you're entitled to have a, an opinion on, on what the what the outcome of the game is. And this is honest. the frustration as well, because Maxfield <coughs> this year, Steve Evans has brought in this new philosophy that if a game is over a certain amount of travelling time, the boys will stop overnight. Now, mm. for me, I would... You know, I, there are many clubs in this league that won't have have that luxury, and you know, Colchester. It, it, you know, it's probably one of those games, really, isn't it? Where you probably didn't need an overnight stop, but the yeah. players have got an overnight stop. They're staying in a nice, comfortable hotel. They're getting a nice pre-match meal cooked for them, not by chefs called Salmonella. You know, they're travelling on nice luxury coaches. We're travelling down there in a clapped out 03 Fiat Punto and buying a £3.60 Kit Kat for our pre match meal. It's, it, it, it's just that appreciation, isn't it? It's yeah. almost like they, they pampered babies and they just cut it. Oh, poor little love, you've been told that you're not good enough. Oh, that's a, you know what I mean? It's, it's a little bit. I think it's a bit patronising from Evans, from, from from my perspective. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. it'll be interesting how the players come out on Saturday at Swindon and after taking the criticism, how they react to it. Now, we've had teams in the past that take the criticism. They've just been down in the dumps, heads down, not really giving much to the cause. And that's why we've been uh, sort of like mid-tables every time that we've been in the league or we've only just survived relegation. And I think, I think if... We really are a team that are a bunch of winners and can actually get out of this league. Then I think they need to show, take on board the criticism, improve it on the training pitch, and then put it into practice against one of the bigger teams in the division. One thing Evan said in his post-match comments as well, other than I don't want to get into the one thing I want to avoid here is going into a bit of a slanging match between the fans and Evans because that's you know we all do need to come together and be tight together. Mm -hmm. But one thing he said in his post-match comments were. You know that we played quite well second half, but whilst we had spells and we we were all right on the ball, we went to a three at the back and you know had a bit a couple of a decent movements together. The damage was already done. It, there's no point showing fight after the damage is done. Why couldn't we show it from the off? And even when we did show that fight after it didn't work the first time, we then just resorted to pumping it long to the two six foot six centre backs, and it was a, a, a heading practice. I'll say it just easy. it just didn't work, and I think. <coughs> Steve Evans' strategy didn't quite work for that game. Some games it'll work for. So, like, teams that have got a resort to that method. So, like, a team like Lincoln, who play pretty much hoofball pretty much every game anyway, or Forest Green, that worked against them because that's what they're used to as well. And that's how they deal with the games. But for a team like Colchester that do know how to play the ball, then I think he should have stuck with the same tactics the first half. Because other than the poor marking for the two goals it was it was look, shaping up to be a good half first 20 minutes quite a few chances looking pretty threatening just needed to get a, a goal in the back of the net it yeah just... J- Jason in the comments Jason Moyer on, on Facebook says bad marking for the free kick as it certainly was uh, he also says we can't keep giving games away against poor teams God help us when we start playing the top teams away well that's exactly the point we look alright at home don't we but when we go away they seem, it seems like there's well, a different Mansfield town how many times have we got to lose to come and bounce back every time we can't keep losing and then expect a reaction from the players the next game sort of thing if we're going to win this league, you've got to be playing like we did against Luton for 80 minutes every game. But for, for 90, 90 minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Notts County as well. We've got to be playing like that for 90 minutes every game. You can't. Every team has an off game, granted, and we're not going to win every game. 
but it's been two away games now and what I've heard and what I've seen on the highlights it's not been that good so I think you look at it and the stats for the season are that we've only lost three games but they've all been away so is it just that we get too comfortable with this home form we rely on that a bit too much it's like the fight that we see at home isn't put into the match was when we're away Nate, time to go on I was just going to say I think um, the difference is going to be I think if you want to be winning the league you've got to be going well you've got to have that home form I think you've got to have the home form if you won the playoffs and then the moment mm. we got that, and we were desperately need to keep that. If we don't, if we if we start losing points at home, it's going to be um, a very uncomfortable ride for a while. I think, especially with how people are reacting at the moment. But I think away from home, I think that's where at the moment, I I I personally feel that Saturday we didn't actually play that bad. It was obviously those mistakes that that just killed the game off, and then we just didn't have enough in us to get back into it. It's that old it thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is where we we started quite well, but then. As soon as the free kick came, I turned to you, didn't I, Cam? You were sat one side of me, and I just yeah. said to you, they're going to score from this. Lo and behold, they rolled the ball to the edge of the box, and it's a trickle ball into the back. You could see it coming a mile off, and yeah. as soon as that ball went in the back of the net, Mansfield Town went from being fire, firing up for the game and looking like they might do something to just, oh, all right then. And, you know, like a puppy. Yeah, it's yeah. same for, oh, we're away from home, we're losing again, same old, same old. They've we're got to get out of the mentality. Yeah, they they've, do. They've, they've got to, uh, and this is why I think... Um, you know the reaction at the end of the game on, on Saturday? Obviously, we don't want to dwell on it too much, but I think Steve Evans had a few different ways of how he could have handled that situation. He could have just, one, ignored it and carried on. Two, reacted in the way he did. Or three, he could have used that to his advantage and uh, he could have got it, you know, rather than having a go at the fans, he could have appreciated the frustration a little bit more and put a bit more pressure on the players to actually react and but not just react like for one game but to really nip this problem you know put them in the button and, and get on with it and I think that they need that kick I think to really put a bit of pressure into the into the players right like I say it was a bit like they were too comfortable in some ways isn't it and herein lies the problem Mansfield Town I've mentioned this a few times now but I've never really gone into to, to detail with it but tonight I'm going to do because I think it's about time we said it Mansfield Town haven't got a Mr Mansfield Town in the dressing room anymore mm. and that's the problem and you mentioned it there Nate obviously you know Evans didn't turn it to his advantage and you know he had to he, he said himself didn't he that he had to put his arm around a few of the players and tell him it's it, it's alright and it's not their fault that sort of thing whereas a Mr Mansfield Town in the dressing room whoever that may be whether that would would have been Adam Murray or Jamie Maguire would have gone lads no that's, that's not Take an arm round from the from the gaffer. These fans, week in week out, they pay the money. We know it's it's a passionate town, a passionate club. Let's go and fight for them. We haven't got that in the dressing room at the moment. No, we we definitely miss an Adam Murray. You know, as a player, as a player, as a player, not as a manager. Bless him. As a player, you know, no matter whether we're two 0 down, five 0 up what you see is what you get with Adam Murray you know he'd cover every blade of grass he'd be up front defence midfield goalkeeper if he could yeah, yeah. Um, you know um, we just haven't got that leader on the pitch anymore and, obviously, and that's what we're missing Jamie Maguire sort of took that role from him when Murray made that step from, from as captain to management and took that role upon himself changed himself as a player and still does live and breathe Mansfield Town but now he's not playing which means he's not in the dressing room whilst he might be affecting the next generation of Mansfield Town players he's not having that impact on the dressing room and to be honest and 
I'm really glad we're not playing Chesterfield this weekend. And I'll tell you for why. They've just appointed Jack Lester as manager. A manager who knows, lives and breathes the club. Right? So they've got somebody there who can, can rally the troops. If we were playing Chesterfield this weekend, and I may get shot down in flames, we'd lose. Because they've got passion in the dressing room. There's not one player in that dressing room of ours which I can identify and say, bang, that's a passionate player. Yes, we've got players, and this is where I've taken a little bit of stick this week, we've got players who do fight for the cause and do try and, and do show a, that <coughs> little bit of aggression, that little bit of want and desire, but we've not got that person who, if, you know... Take got life put, Yeah, exactly, and, and, and be a leader. Yeah. And that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I still think, though, as well, <coughs> it's... Um, it's I, I'll probably get a stick for this as well because there are a lot of fans who are there who are unhappy but I still think that we need to just remember where we are in the season it's still very early on and you've got to still remember that it is a new squad and some people will argue well they've had pre-season and uh, a couple of months now of the season to gel but I still think with this amount of players it's still going to take a lot more time it's you know, new management new players it's going to take more time and Steve Evans has been saying it in press he said it many times uh, we will and I'm absolutely 100% confident that we will be better at the second half of the season. Now, it just depends where we're going to be in the next month or so. If we if we really drop off, then we're going to have a really big uphill challenge to, you know, to, to cement a well, promotion. Obviously, that's what we want, don't we? But even it could end up being playoffs if we carry on like this. But um, I do genuinely believe we will be strong. And I think we just have to remember that. I mean, we're not going to become Brazil overnight. As much as we want to, and much as how disappointing it is for when we do go and lose... And when we're losing the fashion that we have, like you know, the likes of Cheltenham, for example, it is disappointing. You, you are going to be frustrated. Like I say, we have paid the money to go there and watch it, but you've got to remember this: mm. the new team, and we're not. We just it's League Two. How about that? Every game, but we have invested a lot of money, so we we've got to appreciate that we have got the, the players have got the pressure. So it swings around about us, but I just think we've got to still. It's, it's, a lot of people will shout for Evans out. Oh, that's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. ridiculous. But, yeah. but you know, you know what I mean. It's you can have a complaint, but you've also got to just think about it in the context and like. I, say, I think to be honest, good. the Colchester game. I think the fans turned sour before a ball was even kicked. Why? The steward in it, Colchester. Yeah, well, that was yeah. a very poor thing. It put obviously we were sat around all the lads yeah. at Colchester, and you want to say that they were on the players' backs as soon as the first ball was kicked. They were already in a bad mood before the game even started. Do you think that rubbed off on the players, knowing that they've not got the support of the fans, or as soon as the ball's been played? Possibly, I, I, don't think that, I don't personally don't think that makes too much of a difference. That's just a couple more points just to finish off on, on this uh, little thing. Then uh, Michael says, "Is it the fact we have seven thousand at home versus two hundred and fifty-six away? Uh, does does that help uh, when we?" It doesn't help when we go to places like Barnet on a Tuesday night and then Newport the following Saturday. It's expensive, uh, but uh, the management perhaps should respect uh, the hardcore fans that go week in, week out, rather than sort of question you know, the, their mm. response. I, I guess he's got a point there. Yeah, and I think what Steve has said, he said, going to applaud the, player, the people that have heard their hard-earned cash and come follow the team away, going to applaud them for coming, but then you get all the abuse from the ones that come to the odd few away game yeah. and just 
Yeah, it's it's a minority, isn't it? It's yeah, a, it's, it's, it's a, minority. a minority, but it uh, also affects a lot of other fans as well. Final point on this, then. Peter says too many people on the touchline issuing instructions uh, to get to outfielders, including the, the goalkeeping coach. Uh, captain on the field made redundant. Good point. Yeah, but uh, another point on that, just to expand <laughs> it slightly, who is the bloody captain? Can, can we get, can we nail this to a mast? Because it it started off as Xander Diamond, then it was Paul Anderson, then it was Christian Pierce. Can we just have one? Leader, please. Yeah. I don't think anyone knows, did it? I think, and I think when you've got two, two or three people on the pitch who have all worn the armband, the players are looking around thinking, "Ah, oh, you're a better captain. You're a better captain. You're a better." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No but as well, if if you're the captain, but <coughs> your manager's shouting over, you know, all the while over the top of them, it's like, you know, what what can the captain say? You know, as in Steve Evans, we, we talked about it last week, where he's, he's absolutely from minute one to minute 90 shouting instructions. Now, surely that should come from the captain when they cross that white line. Although he didn't do you that know. Saturday, did he? Am I, am I right in Brazil? I, I don't know. I don't know that. Steve Evans just sat <laughs> there quietly, to which was Steve Evans unusual. Quite, quite, does From he? what I saw, he was most of the time he was sat down on the bench on Saturday, which, which, but we've got it, Paul Rayner and Luke uh, Taylor. He was, was on the phone most of the game to Gillingham. Well, this is the kind of say that on, on that note. On that note, I just actually want to say the one thing that I have been disappointed about is the fact that he hasn't actually come out in any media and said that he's not interested in that job. Do you yes. think that's half the problem with with what happened Saturday? Thinking about it, because well, before you know, it, we've had this approach from Gillingham. He might go, he might not go. Had he come out before the game and said, "Hey, right, look, I'm not going for the job. <laughs> There's no happening. I'm not taking it. I'm here to stay at the Stags, and that's that." Oh. Do you think it would have been fine, uh, Steve? If you're listening or watching, that wasn't that was Cam who did the, the accent. <laughs> I, 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 no, I, TV screen that was like pointing at me. I really genuinely was. I I'm, I, I, I expect. Uh, to have these situations where clubs are going to come in and want the manager, I think we're going. Like, I said this a couple of weeks ago, didn't I? That we need to get used to that. It's going to happen. But Scotland job available today as well. Is, he, yeah. is his name on the bet for that? I could go for that. To Probably, I think every time <laughs> a manager's job comes available, Steve is just going to pull this somehow. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's just it's just caused again. It's another discussion for the fans where we seem to all have our own opinions, which is good. But then it also causes a lot of uh, disagreements between people and people saying that. Or he's either one interested in going, and that's why he hasn't come out and said anything. Two, he's trying to get more money off the Radfords, which I think would be absolutely ridiculous when they've backed the squad like they have so far. If that is the case, and that's just I think ridiculous. Um, that's agents you know. for you, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I hope it's not. I hope it's not. I hope it's not that. But I, I just wish he would have come out and said that he's, he's, he's not interested in it. If that is the case, obviously, but. That's my only disappointment. We've everything else has been going on when you've got that as well in the background. I just don't think that's been a good re- recipe for this whole week, really. Yeah, certainly. So let's put this little uh, discussion to bed then and then move on very, very briefly. Uh, Stuart says, It's early days and it will get better. Remember from non-league and the run after Christmas, we can do that again. Of course we can. It's still yeah. early days. I think it was just the frustration of what... <coughs> I think everything accumulating together. Uh, Jason says, We played uh, straight to the strength, pumping the ball all day long uh, to the big men from the back for them. Uh, McDonald played more of a right-back in the second half for some reason. We never really got uh, round the back to them. Uh, another comment just for a show, just lost where that was. Uh, we never really got round the back to them uh, to get the ball into the box. Um, the McDonald thing that was a changing system uh, we went to three at the back three four one two, uh, which I'll come on to a little bit more later on because I am going to be asking later on I want you comments on this as well uh, either in the comments or on Twitter should 
we mix it up a little bit and I'll come on to that in a bit more detail later on finish off with these comments then uh, as well uh, Paul says has Steve Evans been linked with the Scotland job don't think so uh, also says Steve uh, Steve Evans might become Andy Murray's new coach <laughs> uh, and Stuart says oh dear Craig your Scottish accent lol uh, maybe you could be Scotland's manager with that accent I don't know what you mean I've got no idea what you're talking about son I don't know what you're talking about that, was, that wasn't me that was Cam uh, right let's move on then uh, keep your comments coming in this is the show for the fans uh, by the fans this uh, is the Mansfield Matters podcast live every Thursday on our Facebook page Leave, keep the comments coming in uh, below as well and if you want to tweet us you can do so we are at MTFC Matters time now then to turn our attention to one of the regular features last week on the show we were doing the Ultimate Eleven your first time doing the Ultimate Eleven Simon how did you find it last week yeah, difficult and then, like, I talked to Nathan before we come live, it's like, as soon as I walked out, I was, like, thinking, oh, I could have said him, I could have said him. <laughs> now, I'll be, I'll be honest, you, having you on the show last week sort of helped us out a little bit, because we get accused quite often on this show of being uh, picking players from a certain era, because we're all of a certain age. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it happens week upon week. Uh, so what I think I might do is I might tweak the rules a little bit for, for later on uh, in the series uh, to pick players from a certain era. We, might, we may go the Mansfield Matters Ultimate Eleven post noughties yeah <laughs> however this That's, week I'm, I'm on I'm on <laughs> <laughs> this week uh, due to the success I think of our, of our feature and I think uh, certain people have cottoned on to the fact that we are of certain age a certain publishing outlet have uh, borrowed our feature is that the right <laughs> word borrowed the feature borrowed, borrowed yeah. the feature uh, the, the chat have started up uh, an Ultimate Eleven as well they've not called it the Ultimate Eleven otherwise I would be getting on the phone to my solicitor uh, <laughs> they've called it I think the best Eleven or something like that which greatest is fantastic yeah, uh, yeah, great to see uh, they've done obviously uh, something in a different way as well they've asked for, for your comments as well which we we don't, we pick ours and we get you to vote so that's, that's the point but keep getting involved with that and uh, thank you very much in all seriousness to the guys at the chat for, for linking the podcast in there as well uh, we look forward to having you on and maybe having a bit of a discussion about uh, you know, future features. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to be honest, if a quiz turns up on their website in the next week or so, then we are going to have to get on the phone to lawyers, aren't <laughs> we? Right? Like yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, we can't have that. First and foremost, and let's address the results uh, of the Ultimate Eleven. Last week, we were looking for a right winger. Uh, bit of a one-horse race, this one, wasn't it? Uh, the choices were Liam Lawrence, Matty Blair... Come on, Cam, sort yourself out. Yeah. Uh, Gary Ford and Louis Briscoe. Uh, I can reveal the results. Uh, thanks for, for you to voting on Twitter uh, as well. In last place with 2% of the vote, Gary Ford. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> uh, in second to last place with 5% of the votes Matty Blair uh, it got more than I thought it would in second place with 11% of the vote Liam no it was uh, it was Louis Briscoe uh, which means the outright winner in the race for the right winger uh, was Liam Lawrence despite that penalty so Nathan you've got your first choice in the ultimate no, second, eleven, second, you got last, got two in a row. He's got two in a row. I'm catching Mark up. Nathan and Mark's ultimate eleven. Maybe <laughs> we'll uh, right then, uh, if you've just joined us on Facebook Live, thank you very much for joining us uh, this evening. We'll be talking uh, in the next ten minutes or so a little bit more about the, the stats. We'll be looking at the reserves. Uh, we'll be looking, asking the question: Should we mi mix it up a little bit? And we'll be looking ahead to Swindon and Barnet as well. But first, it's time. Uh, for Nathan to face Here the quiz, go. it's time for the Mansfield Matters Mastermind Challenge. For those of you who don't know the Mansfield Matters Mastermind Challenge, it's our new quiz which pits our three regular panellists up against each other 
to discover who knows the most about our beloved Mansfield Town FC. Over the season, they'll take each other on in a small league format where the winner will take home a mystery but phenomenal prize when the final whistle blows at the end of the series. Probably. Uh, each instalment will lend itself to great quiz show formats, mainly because I'm not original enough to think of new games. This week, it's the third and final outing of 15 to 1, uh, with the two players with the highest score in the quickest time going head to head in Stags Buster later in the series to win yet more points and pride. 15 to 1 will see contestants face Stags themed questions, the first about a goalkeeper, and so on throughout the squad. Question 12 is about a substitute, 13 and 14 is about a manager and assistant, and the final question is general. Knowledge, uh, general knowledge stags question. Uh, last time out, uh, of course, it was Mark uh, in the hot seat. He scored five in a total time, including penalties, of five minutes 31 seconds. But that time can be reduced, and there's no pressure on you here, Simon, today. Uh, because you are basically what happens is any questions that Nathan gets wrong get put to you and Cam as a head to head thing. And if you get the question right, you get to take five, uh, five seconds. Uh, from Mark's total time, so no pressure, but you're playing to save Mark a little bit of time. Can I, can I just see what time? I'll do my best, Twitter. Mark. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm well, doing Twitter. Uh, By the way, if you want to get involved, get on Twitter. I'll, I'm on it today again. So yeah, oh, yeah. plugging it in there. At Mansfield <laughs> Matters. No cheating. No, at matters. MTFC. At MTFC <laughs> Matters. Stupid. Come on. on. Sort yourself out. Uh, and uh, so so far, the scores are uh, Mark scored five in a total of five minutes thirty-one. Cam scored six with uh, his penalties in a total of 3 minutes 46. Nathan, do you think you can get in that ballpark? Do you think you're going to get in there? I don't know, it could be interesting. It's it's going to be tight, I think. Now, you have got something to your advantage here, because at the end of your time, you've got minus a minute with Mm. all the questions you've got right, which they've got wrong to take off. So, I think if you go well here, you could be in with a shout. What do you think? I think I have done well with with a head to head, which is... uh, it's going to be good because, to be honest, I'm not very good with this uh, sort of with the questions coming thick and fast. So uh, it's like it's a bit like the chases, isn't it? I'm not very good on the cash builder, but um, the head, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the head heads, I'm better. So we'll see. I, I don't really know, but I, I could be abysmally. I don't. Know. Any particular position or question you're not looking forward to? There's always an anagram in there as well. Oh, I'm terrible at anagram. So there are two anagrams in, in this week, so I can tell you oh, one is absolutely quality. And if this lot don't laugh and you don't laugh at home. Uh, then there is something wrong. Are you, yeah. Nathan, are you ready to, to play the Mastermind? Let's go, let's do it. Okay, uh, obviously, I'm going to just turn the answers away. I'm going to go out of shot for a second because I don't want Mark, uh, I don't, sorry, I don't want Mark? uh, Mark's pseudonym player, uh, Simon. Who <laughs> played that one out well. <laughs> uh, and Cam to see the answer. So I've gone out of shot Jesus for, for a while. Nathan, I'm <clears throat> coughing for you. can still kind of see my head up, just poking each way for you. But uh, you want to see this face. Uh, Nathan, are you ready? Yep. Okay, I'm going to get the, the stopwatch ready uh, as well. As always, if you don't know, I don't see you can pass it, but bear in mind, if you pass it, um, obviously it's going to go to the other two. Yep. And if you get a question wrong and you pa- and or you pass it, it's plus 10 seconds to your time. So even if you don't know it, it's probably worth, you know, you know just have a guess. Just yeah. have a go. Are you ready? Yeah. <coughs> In three, two, one... Go. Which goalkeeper is the club's current oldest ever player? Brian Jensen. Which right back joined the club from Reading in 2006 and since leaving has shone at clubs such as Oxford United and Luton Town? Uh, 
sure. Tom Naylor, let's guess. Uh, a here alone, that's A here alone, is an anagram of which central defender who played for us during our debut season in the conference? A H E A R L O A N. A here alone. He was Irish. There's an apostrophe in, in the spelling of it as well. Alan O'Hare. Uh, which towering centre-half was famed for his long throw, having two spells with the Stags during the conference years? Exodus Cahigan. Which left-back inspired the name of Soccer Saturday's Jeff Stillings novel after Gareth being Gallivan. sent off at Oxford? Will Atkinson is currently the, in his second spell with the club. He first joined in alone in 2008, but who from? <coughs> Will Atkinson is currently in his second spell with the club. He first joined us on loan in 2008, but who from? I know this, but I can't think. I'm going to go for Oxford United. Wearing number six, which central midfielder who could also operate a left back made 23 appearances during the 2007-2008 season, leaving us for the other MTFC Macclesfield after our relegation. Pass. Which left winger finished his playing career with the Stags in 2003 after making 20 appearances? He had an established playing career with the likes of Leeds, Newcastle and Bolton. Which left winger finished his playing career with the Stags in 2003 after making 20 appearances? He had an established playing career with the likes of Leeds, Newcastle, and Bolton. I'll give you a clue. Uh, same letter for both for both initials. Um, so it may be AA, it may be BB, it may be even SS. You know, who knows? In 2007, I had a 19-game loan spell, scoring six goals, including a hat-trick against my former club, Torquay United, after Craig told me to go and score one. I'm Scottish, and also had two spells with Lincoln and Macclesfield. Who am I? In 2007, I had a 19-game loan this spell, scoring six goals, including a hat-trick. Randy Wands is an anagram of which current frontman? Randy Wands is an anagram of which current frontman? Randy Wands. Um. Randy Wands. <laughs> anagram of which current frontman? Who is that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not Danny Rose. Um. Or is it? Randy, think about it, Randy, Randy... I'll go for Danny Rose. Randy Wands. Uh, which former Nottingham Forest frontman was the first person ever to be used as a substitute for the Stags outside of the Football League? You've got a pineapple, he's on Jason there. Lee. Who was the Stags assistant manager to Carton Palmer, taking the reins from him when we eventually left the club, going on to lead Stags out in the FA Cup against Newcastle? Uh, which manager brought Adam Murray to the club for the first time in February 2002 on loan from Derby County? What year again? Which manager brought Adam Murray to the club for the first time in February 2002 on loan from Derby County? Billy Davidson. And which current League Two manager played 45 games for the Stags between 2003 and 2005? Centre back. Played for Gibraltar. Say again. Which current League Two manager played 45 games for the Stags between 2003 and 2005? Yeah. Current manager of Crew. David Arsenal. And stop the clock right there. You did that, that in. Was hard. Okay, let me top this up. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven correct. 
take that. Uh, which means the time it felt like it's gone on forever. It's time penalty, so that's four o. So four o five, four fifteen, four twenty five, four thirty five, four forty five, four fifty five, five o five, five fifteen minus the minute though that's gives you a time of much. four minutes and fifteen seconds. Got it. So let's see where that puts you in the grand scheme of things. Let's first and foremost run through the right answers. Brian Jensen, you got Alan O'Hare, you got Exus Gahegan, Gareth Jelliman. Danny Rose was Randy Ones. (laughs) Say no more. Uh, Jason Lee uh, and Dave Artel were the ones that you got right. If you just joined us on the Facebook live stream (coughs) in the middle of our game, which is the Mansfield Matters uh, Mastermind Challenge. So we're going to go head-to-head in a minute to see who can get some uh, extra points for their time. So Nathan, that is your total time, I'm afraid, over the entire series, uh, because obviously you've played the yeah, head-to-heads, yeah. haven't you? So uh, four minutes, uh, so that's uh, seven correct, which is actually the highest correct answer so far uh, in four minutes 15, which is actually uh, the second quickest Time. Cam's got the quickest time, and if he can add some more points to his score here, he can even get a quicker time. So yeah. no pressure uh, on you, Simon. Now, um, what we do here is we give you a, a verbal buzzer to use uh, when when you uh, buzz in. So you have to say a certain <coughs> word to, to give your answer. Cam, yours is going. What do you reckon, Nate? Something funny for for Cam. What do you reckon? Buzz pass. Yeah, Cam yours is going to be a bus pass. I'm never going to live that down. A couple of weeks ago when you uh, forgot your bus pass. Simon, yours is going to be Mark. Okay. Mark two. Mark two. Mark two. Because you, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're sitting in for Mark. Yeah, that's great, fair. Great wordplay. Yeah, Mark two. Mark two. Right. So, uh, Cam, bus, you, you shout out bus pass if you didn't know the answer. You shout out Mark two, Simon, if you think you know it. Uh, so, uh, sort this out. Uh, let's get straight into it then. Uh, first question you got wrong. Which right back joined the club from Reading in 2006 and since the Johnny Mullins. Correct answer. Did I not say that? No. no. <coughs> that was in my head as well, that's I can uh, remember he came on against Lu- for us, yeah. uh, Luton last season. Yeah, you did send it on yeah. Will Atkinson is currently in his second spell of the club. He first joined on, on loan in 2008, but who from? Mark Till. Go for it. Old City. It was Old City, mm. well done. Uh, wearing number six, which central midfielder who could also operate a left back made 23 appearances during the 2007 2008 season, leaving us for the other MTFC in Macclesfield after our relegation. Bit of a clue, you find sometimes you would find his surname on a bicycle. Go ding ding! Mark two. Go for it. Lee Bell. It was Lee Bell. Pulled the first name out of the bag there, didn't you? (coughs) Which left winger finished his playing career with the Stags in 2003 after making 20 appearances? He had established playing careers with the likes of Leeds, Newcastle and Bolton. Mark two. Go for it. Scott Sellers. Was Scott Sellers. Well done. Really getting marked. Before my time. Stop it. Stop Stop it, man. I know. Uh, in 2007, I had a 19-game loan spell, scoring six goals, which included a hat-trick against my former club, Torquay United. I'm Scottish and also had spells with Lincoln and Macclesfield, but who am I? Was brought in along with uh, the other guy. I um, can't remember his name now. The last oh, um, uh, yeah. replacement for Richie Barker. Mark two. Go for it. Get it wrong, it will go to camp, by the way. But Martin... Britain? Yes, it oh, is Martin Britain. Uh, little story about that. Um, I saw. I obviously went as a fan for that game back in the younger Craig days. 
I saw him before the game, I was having a chat to him and I said, you're going to score a hat-trick tonight. Lo and behold, when it scored, scored a hat-trick tonight. Did that actually happen? It did actually happen. Wow. Yeah, it did actually happen. Uh, it came up to me after the game and said, I'm going to come and see you every week, son. Yeah. <laughs> and the Scottish as well. Love the Scottish tonight. That's so did that happen. <laughs> it genuinely did happen. Oh, that, that bit as well? Yeah, yeah. Genuinely did happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Genuinely did happen. Uh, last one then. Um, last chance to get Mark some extra points here. Um, which manager brought Adam Murray to the club for the first time in February 2002 on loan from Derby County? Plus pass. Go for it, Cam. Stuart Watkins. It was oh, indeed oh, Stuart Watkins. So uh, you get uh, an extra 10 seconds taken Smash off it. your time, <laughs> uh, which now gives you, I'm going to do some maths here, uh, of that makes Probably it three, three, 36. Passes, it? Shut up, Cam. Um, I reckon my time. My, my a, really, a really good effort from you, Simon. You've got 20 seconds taken off Mark's total time, uh, which gives him. Uh, a total time of five minutes and <coughs> one. So, in third place in this league table, unfortunately, uh, was Mark five minutes and one. Uh, in second place, Nathan with four minutes fifteen seconds, uh, and then Cam uh, with three minutes thirty six. The end. You are the winner of this little bit. But well done, technically, Nathan got more. Nathan right got more right uh, than you. So you and Nathan yeah, go head to head. Makes it in the series <laughs> in Stags Buster. What do you think that could be? Any idea? Bear in mind, these lend itself to great game show formats. So, what do you think this could be? What could Stagbuster be? Something related to Blockbuster. It is going to be something related to Blockbuster, isn't it? I mean, who who on earth would rip off ideas from other people? No. <laughs> Moving on, or if you want to get involved with the rest of the show, you can do so. We are on Twitter, we are at MTFC Matters, or you can leave us a comment in the comments. We'll be back. Uh, same time next week Nathan is going to be on holiday yeah. uh, which means we're going to have a bit of a reshuffle Mark will be back in the seat to my right and Simon <coughs> for a third week Ronnie, you're going to come yeah, back and join yeah, us yeah, yeah, you're going to jump over there to Nathan's seat fair enough so we're, we're going to mix it up a little bit next week and then yeah. we'll be doing the ultimate 11 again uh, next week Nathan how long are you away for two weeks two weeks, two yeah. weeks. Uh, so when you come back we'll return with, with the quiz and we'll uh, see uh, where you are on that right then it's time to talk, turn our attention to things elsewhere this week uh, no more comments on the Colchester defeat please that's gone we're done we're sorted no more comments on the Steve Evans thing uh, either we are done let's look at news this week though uh, the reserves beat Grimsby 2-0 on Tuesday in the reserve league at Rainworth Manor's Welfare and old met new Paul Cox was in attendance scouting for his new club Geisley he met Steve Evans a brief handshake uh, was there it was nice to see old meet new but more importantly run out for nine first teamers Leon Gold twice on the score sheet and a bit of experimenting in the formation as well good to see that this year we are using the reserve league to really give players because we have got the players who need it to give them minutes isn't it I think it's a massive confidence boost <laughs> for Lee Angle as well actually getting on the score sheet hopefully he can transfer that form into Saturday's game against Swindon and hopefully it can get something started for us because if we get one goal then hopefully more should follow now one thing which snapped for me uh in the Grimsby game at Rainworth um, was the fact that we changed formation now, I mentioned it earlier when we were talking about Colchester in the last half an hour or so we went to a 3-4-1-2 which is where the comments came in about McDonald playing in a more deeper role as a wing back uh, we played 3-4-1-2 against uh, Grimsby a young Grimsby side all the same in the reserve league whether that was down to the players we had available or not who knows but for me that suggests he was having a little look at players who could maybe fit into that formation and maybe we might mix things up on Saturday. First and foremost, considering the way we've been playing the last couple of games or so, especially on the road, 
and the results we've had, performances we've put in. Is it time to mix things up and go from that 4-4-2 to a little bit more of an expressive uh, 3-4-1-2, 3-4-3, whatever you want to look at it. Nathan, I'll start with you. But yeah, we need a plan B and I think that's it. I think um, when things aren't going our way, like, um, we've had several times this season, uh, when we're just not either getting the, the rub of the green or whether we just run out of ideas, we need that plan B. And we've got the quality of players. They, they, that list of players out there, they would have been used to being with other clubs, knowing different systems, different formations. They should have no problem with slotting into a, a new formation and a new system. So um, I think it is time to, to, to get them into the locker and start working on them so we can utilise them in games. Cam? Yeah, I think that's quite interesting. Cause I think I think you're looking forward to the Swindon game. I think, yes, it would be good to experiment with the team and possibly try what is with been doing it uh, obviously on Tuesday night against Grimsby I think it'd be interesting what he does put out because I think we still need to put out a strong squad because obviously Swindon are a, a, a bigger team in this division they've got a lot of depth in their squad as well they've got a good group of players <coughs> and they're expected to do well as well so we still need to keep, keep a strong squad but we also need to figure out how to go out and win games so if that means changing the line up slightly then so be it what about you, Simon? Do you think it's time to, for a change? Uh, yeah, yeah. like Nathan said, and, and Cam, we do need a plan B when things aren't working out for us. But the main thing that we need to do as a team is I think that we need to make teams play to our level rather than us try and play to their level. Because in the past, I've noticed that, you know, when a team comes that we should be absolutely <clears throat> battering, should we say, and controlling the game we, we seem to drop to their level sort of mm. thing instead of picking it up to our level <coughs> and but if, like Nathan said if things aren't going our way then yeah why, why not change a, a few players around and and see where it goes from there we, we have been a bit reactive at times haven't we so we're reacting what the opposition do <coughs> with this hopefully we can be more proactive and yeah. change it how we want to do and make them think about it rather than us doing it yeah. the way around rather yeah, than great. rather than us be scared of them make them scared of us sort of thing yeah definitely and I think uh, we sort of look at, at those players and, and what we've got in depth there's one player who's not featured for quite a while but has been doing relatively well in the reserve team games I saw him at Rainworth when they had that uh, friendly a couple of weeks ago uh, goes by the name of CJ Hamilton mm. on the left wing he's been a little bit he's been left out quite a bit but maybe it's mm. time for him to, to come in he's got a bit of flair about him he's got a bit of pace about him Steve Owens clearly rates him because he didn't <coughs> let him go in the summer he, you know he probably could have done and you know he's probably had offers for him to go out and loan somewhere and might be looking for that in the future but maybe you know with, with players not performing and things like that and, and injuries and, and what have you maybe it's time for him to come and stake his claim what do you think? For me he was one of the outstanding players in pre-season as well I thought he was one that I was quite looking forward to seeing get on that pitch because he's one of those players with pace isn't he he's, he's yeah. lightning and I think sometimes in the right game it has to be the right game I think for a player like him uh, but some, sometimes when you've got that pace up there you've got Romano Stone and James Wilder is also very fast um, if you can utilise that to, to, to your advantage it could be very frightening for the, for the opposition Now I've done a little bit of scribbling down on my bit, pieces of paper and things like that looking at a, a potential uh, team uh, I'm just going to take you through it and then see what your, your thoughts are on it obviously looking at a 3-4-1-2 uh, um, a couple of positions where I've done either or uh, so we'll start in goal which is an either or Alejnik or Logan Logan obviously did prove us wrong in, in recent weeks with 
more commanding performances. He's still putting in those performances despite the defeats, but you know, a change is as good as a rest, isn't it? I guess, and keeps him on his toes, but whatever. Um, so that's either or. Back three, um, still Diamond not quite match fit yet, which is why I've left him out of this. Uh, Centre back three, Pierce, Bennett, Murphy. Bennett, for me, far better at centre back than he is at right back, discuss. Definitely. It it just seems to. He's got this ability, he knows how to play the ball a bit, and I think if you're trying to do that out on the wing, you're very pressurised into one area, so you give up the ball a lot easier. (coughs) If he's in the centre and tries to bring the ball down, turn the the attacker, then get it away, I think he's got. He can bring out his his play a little bit better, he can adapt into his, his preferred role, just getting the ball down, playing around with it, make a run if he wants to. And I think just actually not having the pressure of not being right on the touchline, I think they're doing better as well. Uh, I've written also a midfield four as well of on, on the right hand side, Anderson slash McDonald. Both can do a job. I think McDonald's got a little bit of bite. Anderson's got that head, and you're looking at you know trying to be adaptable there. If there are times where we need to drop into a four four two, Anderson can go to right back, etc. etc. Uh, midfield central midfield partnership of Digby and Ag- Atkinson. Uh, Digby, the intercept for me is shaking your, shaking your head. Uh, but the reason I say that is obviously Digby uh, is defensive minded player, gets stuck in, mops things up, and that allows him then to drop a little bit back, sit in front of that back three. Sort of. Anyone remember the nineties TV show Gladiator? Gladiators. Yes. You remember the the gauntlet. I'm old enough. <laughs> you remember the gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Nathan. You must have seen it at some point. It's a long time ago. A long time ago. Uh, the gauntlet. Challenge. Yeah. You watch on challenge. The gauntlet, of course, where the contender ran through and tried to smash through the gladiators. There was always that one gladiator that yeah. would sort of be stood there and mop things up. That's Digby for me. Uh, Atkinson, the creative player, can play you know box to box and then out wide Hamilton or Hunt again allowing for, for the left back thing but you weren't agreeing on, on Digby I'd, I'd, for the games that he played before he got dropped yeah it's all well and good having a defensive midfielder but once he won the ball he just gave it away again so you know what what's the point in having that I think <coughs> give him the chance I think Digby could be this Minster Mansfield is this I think he's probably still a little bit too young. Once he gets a little bit more game time under his wings and uh, gets solidifies his place in the in the team, I think he can start to just get this players sort of like yeah. get, get the team going a bit. I, I just think that there's better quality players that sat on the bench than Digby. As in, it's interesting. As in I, think, I think it's. I think it's still uh, well, early you see, part of the, the season. You've, you've jumped <laughs> the gun already uh, because in, what I've done there is written behind the front two butcher slash Mellis. Now you see my issue with butcher and Mellis is because we've been playing a flat four four two. Butcher and Mellis are both attack minded midfielders. The the type of player who like to sit off the shoulder of the front two strikers and do that. Just sort of have that you know twenty thirty yards across the edge of the box. <coughs> width to width to try and get the ball down and create when we've been in a 4-4-2 they've become lost because they've had to drop so deep mm. whereas you put Melis in Melis or Butcher let's just for argument's say, sake say Melis because okay. you, you've put him <laughs> up there you put Melis behind the front two and let him play that attacking role you then drop Digby back to sit in front of that back three then you've got Atkinson who will sit in the middle then it becomes more of a diamond and it becomes more more space, more expressive, more Digby's there to, to mop things up. 
Menaces there to make things happen. Makes things I think happen. that's quite, both worlds. quite an interesting point because if you looked at the games where we did play four four two, times where we were left short in midfield because you'd got Mellis and Butcher pushing too far forward, leaving gaps in the middle, and having to put the defence up or bring your wingers in, and it wasn't. It was just leaving gaps all over the place. So if you were playing them in different positions, it worked. But if you played them in the same position, you were just leaving gaps everywhere because they were both wanted to do the same thing, which was sit on the shoulder of Angle, Rose, Hemmings, whoever played up front. I get, I get Simon's point though about they could be giving the ball away, and I think if it's, if we were to play that to play that formation, I think the one thing that would be so important for Digby to do, obviously we we in there, as like you say, to <clears throat> to be the intercept. But if you're going to give the ball back, there's no point. But what we need him to do is rather than trying to play the difficult pass, just give it to somebody close to you who's going to be more capable of doing that, you know, that more uh, articulate pass through. And I think that's what he's got to do. He's got to just be keep it simple. If he keeps it simple, that's when he's a good player. What we're also talking about here is a player who's not uh, an established central midfielder yet. You've got to remember that this kid is what... I don't, how old is Digby in his early, 20, early 20, 22, 20, 23, who's come from a, a championship side... Uh, who's not played that much football but when he did play played predominantly right back mm. and you're asking a player to come and play League 2 a more physical level to play central midfield he ain't going <coughs> to pick those passes and that for me is I'm not trying to stick up for him by any stretch of the imagination but what I'm saying is that is where we're missing that extra player to put his arm around him and say right if this is the game that you're going to play this is how you play it I think playing him alongside Atkinson <coughs> will do him a lot of favours not only because Atkinson able to pick out a pass but he's also not that he's that much older he's only Atkinson's what 28 27 yeah so he's, he's yeah. still quite young but he's had the experience he's been around he knows how league football works a little bit lower down levels so I think it, it could help him there as well but you've also if, you, if Digby was to drop back you've got Pierce, Murphy, and Bennett, who have played lower league football their, pretty much their entire career, know how it works, but all very physical players. So just so that they can back him up if needed. And it's just that thing, isn't it? Of we've got we've got all these players who've got all this ability, but one thing we're missing is just somebody to tie it all together. Mm. And that's mm. that's the problem, isn't it? At the minute, we've got all this ability, and we've got all this talent in there, which on paper is, is why the bookmakers backed us but in reality it's just like I guess it's like buying a jigsaw from a charity shop isn't it it's a hundred piece jigsaw but not every piece in that jigsaw belongs to the original jigsaw mm. do you know do you get this, this is why I think um, and you just made the point there if you look at the back three like you've just said there Murphy Bennett and Pierce they are, they are all very experienced now if you imagine if they had been the back three in the, in the, in the Stags team for a couple of seasons what a sort of um, they they would be leaders, wouldn't they? And they would sort of pull up the rest of the, the, the likes of Digby into it, and they would be more of a group. So that's why I do think that the longer this team stays together and and work together, and and got you got to keep that harmony in the group. As long as that stays right, I do genuinely feel the longer it goes on, the stronger we are going to be. Um, not just quality wise, that's just there anyway. But I think as a unit that is just going to get a lot stronger and I think we will be such a bigger and better team in the second half of the season. That's another reason as well why I've written Bennett down to, to play centre-back because if you look at last season when we had one of the strongest defences in the division the second half of the season, it, it was Bennett and Pierce as a centre-back pairing mm-hmm. and 
you know, we talk about partnerships, we talk about trying to find partnerships which work and gel and can get us through tough patches and tough periods. There it is. Mm. And that's the thing, isn't it? I'll say that worked, and then you look at the season before, you'd got Tafazoli and Pierce who worked well together. That was a pretty solid defence as well. And I think, obviously, because they'd been <coughs> at the club a little bit longer, obviously, Tafazoli had been here since the conference days. Pierce came in, what, second season in the league? Second season, yeah. yeah. So they've been here, they know the club, they know roughly how things work, and then they've had, diff- they've had <coughs> different manager changes, but they're all still quite a strong strong bond together so Bennett and Pierce just staying strong and I think playing them in different positions normally you've got Pierce at left centre back and Bennett was on right back for a couple of games this season I think the gap was too far yeah and I think almost were, in their head they may be trying to imagine themselves as a centre back pairing and getting drawn do you think yeah slightly and I think if you put them together or play as a three at the back then you have got the ability they can go wide but they're also can stay in the centre as well when needed. Peter says, I wish Evans would make up his mind on his best 11 and stick to it. Player rotation is okay if you have the talent in the squad to not weaken, uh, to not weaken it by constantly chopping and changing uh, as well. So what, what do you make, make of that? Obviously, consistency is key, but obviously uh, on the flip side of that, a long old season as well, you, you know, doesn't always work, does it? Not, not all the time, no. And I think... I think over the next few months I think we will start possibly picking up a couple of injuries you think it's starting to get colder the pitches are going to start hardening hardening up a lot more games are close together games are a lot closer together you look at the Christmas period you've got what four games in the space of a week and a half I think even this week's probably the biggest test for us really because you know you're playing Saturday against a tough Swindon side who will will come and will fight and you know will push to the boundaries then you're travelling midweek it's going to be an overnight it's to, to Barnet um, and then you're coming back and then you're travelling again Friday to go up to, to Newport there's not a lot of time on the training no. ground this week is there and I think squad rotation this week I'll be very very surprised if not probably bowled over if Steve Evans names the same starting, a lot, starting 11 for each each game I p- predict <coughs> at least two or three changes Saturday, yeah. Tuesday, Saturday I, I think we have got the talent to do it I, I, I don't think that is a problem like I said, I, I still think the problem is just the players understanding each other, and the more you change that, the the more they they've got to adapt to somebody else. And then you can see that they're still sort of learning that. You, a lot of times I've I've noticed this season, and a, a few home games anyway in particular, uh, we seem to sit off a bit when players are attacking. They don't want to sort of um, they don't want to play that pressing game too much, and I feel that's because they, if you're going to play the pressing game, you need to press as a as a team. You can't do it as an individual; you're going to get picked off. In the moment, we seem to have that bit of fear that if one, you know, say if Bennett's going to go and do it, it needs to know that someone's going to win. I don't think they trust each other at the moment that they're going to do that role. So, and that's going to happen if you keep the more you rotate the, the team, the more you're not going to have that consistency of playing with somebody that you you're starting to know and work with. So, I think that's a problem with rotating at the moment. It's just the fact that it's it's not the players that are coming in I just think it's just how they play together. In my, in my personal opinion. Yeah, and the also thing with that is as well, you know, when you're travelling. Midweek, it's, it's a tough one this week because we've got a, a squad of what 22, 23, maybe 24 players plus staff. You're looking at numbers wise, you're looking at 30 odd, aren't you? Really, at least, yeah. Uh, you can't take 30 people away to Barnet on a Tuesday night. People are going to let get left behind, and then you know, those groups form groups and splits start, and, and it just becomes a little bit fractionalized. I think one thing Mansfield Town aren't going to have a lot of this week is, is time together. 
and you know it's it's like a long distance relationship in some ways isn't it it's it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? You've got to try and battle through the tough times. Well, you you want to try and keep the team together, but there's certain players that are... Like, I, I wouldn't expect Xander Diamond to go on both of them trips to Newport and to Barnet. I'd expect him to stay home for at least for one of them. So obviously, he's not quite match fit yet. Do you want to take someone that's not match fit just to say, we've took an extra player? Would you rather take someone that's that might not be quite as talented but he's actually fitter and would be ready to go out in a game situation and then on the flip side of that psychologically you're not taking your captain exactly <laughs> so he, but that's the thing we've got that many captains he goes back Xander <laughs> <laughs> Diamond was given the captain armband for crew yeah who was the captain for Forest Green it was Anderson it went, Anderson it went Diamond so I understand Stephen start, said at the start of the season all right, there's going to be one captain, two vice captains. It turned out that Xander Diamond was. What's wrong with you? It turned out. Moving up. It turned out that there was it, Xander Diamond was the main captain. Breaking the set. Breaking the set. Brand new. Xander <laughs> uh, Diamond was the, the main captain. Then Paul Anderson was the first vice, and then Christian Pierce was the second vice captain. But in recent weeks, when Paul Anderson's come back into the starting lineup, Pierce has kept the armband. So it's like, you know, who is? Can we just have? We haven't got a leader figure well, on the pitch because yeah. the players are like that many changes. They don't know who to turn to for it for that's, advice. That's what I was just about to say. You know, as Christian Pierce actually led the team. I say it's, <coughs> it's not really. It's always been Evans and Rayner and Taylor giving it barking orders from the side. We've yeah. not got that leader figure you, on the pitch. You feel as though the captain's armband is just something to do yeah, something you know, to wear something to wear it don't matter whether you're wearing captain's arm like or not me. because I'm going to bark orders out from sideline it's like this we've all got mugs so it always makes a cup of tea but I'm the only one with this Mansfield Matters mug which makes me the captain only by accident but you know you know, it doesn't matter does it because you've all got Mine's mugs Merry the, Christmas on it they all contain <laughs> stags they all contain tea some of them contain sugar some of them contain milk some of them have biscuits dunked in but at the end of the day it's all the same thing isn't it? and that's the point tea or not. that's <laughs> I'm going to have you at the end of this I'm going to kill you Send can't be as bad as mine at Alfred and, well there you go that, that was, was a sludge yeah. uh, but the point I'm trying to make is it doesn't matter who's got it on it's immaterial it's the same thing for all of us and on the pitch there's no identity is there, there no. sometimes when it comes to a leader and I think that's one thing which we need to address going forward into this game into these games yeah because Evan seems to bark, tell people <coughs> what to do from sidelines always shouting people over and like telling them what to do whereas surely that should be the captain yeah. you know he should be shouting Christian yeah. and telling Christian yeah. what to do sort of thing and then Christian organises it on the pitch where he's, where he's not he's shouting Danny Rose he's shouting Lee Angle he's shouting yeah. somebody else and it's it's very confusing isn't it uh, let's finish on one final point which has been made uh, by Michael in the Facebook comments before we wrap things up uh, for tonight as well uh, does the change in formation which we mentioned earlier uh, is that based on the teams we are playing or the venues uh, for example Swindon or Exeter or in uh, November Coventry at the Rico which is a, a big pitch I mean for me I said it, I've said it a couple of times this season <coughs> We've gone to places like Cheltenham, which didn't suit a four-four-two. It suited more of a three to push higher up. Um, Saturday was a more wider pitch, you know, so it did suit wingers that sort of thing. I think you've got to take it on game, a game by game basis. But one thing which 
we haven't done so far is mix it up and that's that's I think that's the point that we're trying to make isn't mm-hmm. it yeah. it's we're, try, we're trying to play these formations game in game out and just ignoring the fact of who we're playing and where we're playing so trying to play a four at Cheltenham didn't work whereas playing a four at Colchester would have worked yeah it's just trying to change <coughs> things up and trying to find something that works but then is <coughs> adaptable to certain games so obviously going to the Rico Arena in Coventry is going to be a really intimidating atmosphere so you need to find a formation that's going to stay strong and actually just battle against them. Coventry a very tough team mm, uh, so it might be thinking a bit ahead in too far ahead but you've got to start thinking about these games because they soon creep up on you at this time of year Certainly. So it's almost like, I mean, this is advice for you in later life, come is it? It's almost like when you meet a girl for the first time, and you know, sometimes you've got to buy her flowers. Sometimes you've got to compliment her smile and be nice to the parents. Some ways work to get yeah. what you want, but it's all about mixing it up a little bit, isn't it? And not being afraid to try. Let's treat them mean. There you go. Treat them mean. Keep them keen. Nathan Edges' philosophy on life. Let's wrap things up then with the predictions ahead of Saturday and, of course, uh, Tuesday night. Nathan, we'll start with you. Swindon up first on Saturday at the One Course Stadium, unbeaten so far at home uh, in the league at the One Course Stadium. Will it stay that way? Yeah, I'm going to go for one-one and. Um... I feel like you're going to come out with a bit of confidence from the reserve game. I think Angola will uh, bag one as well. Cam? I reckon 2 1 stacks. And I'm going to say Atkinson and Angle. Simon, are we going to keep that unbeaten record? Yes. 2 1, I think. Same as Cam. But I'm going to go for Danny Rose. Are you sure it's Danny Rose and, uh, and not. Uh... <laughs> Randy ones. Randy ones. <laughs> Randy ones. Uh, Randy, Randy, Ra- Randy ones. Randy. <laughs> Randy ones and Leangle then. Randy ones and We Leangle. all sit in different areas at Stags, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. We need to start that. We'll start singing Randy, Randy, Randy Start Randy Randy singing it and just see if anyone joins in. We're all sat in different areas of the ground. Might <laughs> work, might not. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let Nathan do it. <laughs> yeah, apart from Bahamas. Okay. If you yeah. sat on the bench, <laughs> I definitely ain't going to do it because I'm only like three rows behind him. Yeah. Ready! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it could uh, cause you uh, some trouble. Let's have a look at uh, Tuesday night then, uh, away at Barnet. Tough one, all the way down to London, going down to Barnet. Oh, we're going to come back with three points. Don't know what that accent was, Nathan. I'm glad I'm away for a couple of weeks, I need a break from you. <laughs> um, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I think it's time, I, I think we're going to... My prediction is so wrong lately; it's annoying. Um, but I think we've got to—we're going to pick somebody up. I think we won there last season, didn't we? We were unbeaten at the Hive. Yeah, we played there twice, won twice. Yeah, so I—I I, I think we'll do it. But um, it's not going to be. I think it's going to be close. I, I think it'll be a one-nil. Cam, I'm going to go two-one again. But against is that the only score you've known? 2-1? <laughs> it works sometimes. They won 2-1. I think I was predicting Notts County game with 2-1 and with 3-1. Oh, close. Oh, but yeah. uh, I think it'll be a tough game, but it'll be a physical game. So I'm reckoning probably from a set piece, I'm thinking <coughs> Christian Pierce, and I think Danny Rose will pop up again. Simon? Well, I'm going to copy Nathan this time. I'm going to go 1-0. Well, you are taking your seat next week. So yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I'm not going to put my neck on the line. Oof. And say Big. Kane Emmons will get his first goal, and that's probably just back to set going. He does deserve one, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, I yeah. think uh, Saturday will be all right. Two-one win. 
uh, Tuesday night down at Barney. Uh, I don't know what that accent was. I do apologise. I'm going to stop. It's the, the tablets. They made me go to do Lally. Dunno. Please do. I think I can. Sure. I can hear the rest of Mansfield screaming the same. Yeah, that's it, mate. It gets to, it gets to your head. Yeah. Um, I think we will come away from the hive, leaving the bees stung with a one-nil victory. So. Who knows? This time next week, because Nathan's on a cruise. You are. Is a cruise going on? No, I'm in a resort. He's going to a um, going to resort. Oh, going resort. To a resort. As Nathan's on a sunbed somewhere, getting burnt to a crisp. Uh, we'll be talking about stags getting back on track and putting six points on the board. Six bags of coal for the Steve Evans steam train. Uh, let's reveal the answer to the connection question that earlier on tonight. I asked you which former stags loanee centre back is now the assistant manager of Swindon. Any guesses? Any yeah, guesses? Like uh, initials or something? Or? Uh, BF. BF. No? No. Cam? I wouldn't have Someone Foster. No? No? You wouldn't have a clue, Cam? No? It was played for us in the conference. It was part of the playoff season. Oh. Uh, very early oh, days oh, oh. in that playoff season. Tall, six foot six, six foot seven. Uh, oh. Towering centre back. Oh, playing for Lincoln, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben, ben, ben Hutcher. Yeah. Yes, oh, there he yeah, is. Ben Hutcher uh, was the answer. Of course, he uh, is now the assistant uh, manager uh, of Swindon. So that's the connection question uh, for this week. As we finish uh, for this week's podcast uh, as well, uh, from all of us here at the Mansfield Matters team, we wish Nathan a very happy holiday. We'll Thank look forward much. to welcoming yeah, Mark back. And, of course, uh, we'd like to wish a very happy birthday to former Stags defender John Thompson, who is his birthday there as well. So happy birthday uh, to Tomo, one of the good, decent players in the conference era as well. Well, what have we learned then today on the Mansfield Matters podcast? We've learned that sometimes a pre-match meal, all you need is a Kit Kat at a service station. Sometimes all you need is a nice biscuit. Sometimes you can compare football teams to tea. But more importantly, we've learned that Danny Rose... The main man, the front man who we all know and love, <laughs> and anagram of his name is Randy Wands. We'll leave that one with you, with you, and we'll see you at the same time next week, Thursday, six thirty, here on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash MCFC Matters. Get involved throughout the week as well uh, with our blog post, www.mcfcmatters.co.uk, uh, which has just reminded me as well uh, that that website actually turned six earlier this week. So, uh, from me, thank you, boys. Uh, from, from me, uh, obviously, it started out with a daft idea uh, just for some words commentary and share a few blogs and things like that uh, the stats we've had week in week out uh, thank you to every single one of you who's clicked on that website and who's listened to the podcast and got involved as, as years uh, have gone on uh, as well so here's uh, to the next six really yeah. uh, but for now make sure you get involved on facebook.com forward slash mcfc matters on twitter we are at mcfc matters this is the show for the fans by the fans why because Mansfield matters see you at the same time next week when we'll have six bags of coal on board. Come on you stags and Randy Wands get us some goals. Randy Randy Wands Randy Randy Wands <laughs>
That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.